Welcome back. Five minutes past 10 o'clock. Now, last week's Constitutional Court uh, declaration uh, that parts of the Electoral Act as constitutional, uh, as unconstitutional, prompted some mixed reaction. Uh, according to the Constitutional Court, independents, ordinary people like you and me with no affiliation to political parties, can now stand and run for members of the provincial legislature or for the National Assembly. Parliament has been given two years to uh, to amend the Electoral Act, giving access to people who want to represent their communities or their constituencies. And Kosikulule Nyembezi is a research and policy analyst, joins me on the line. Kosikulule, thanks so much for coming on here with us. Thank you very much for inviting me. Does this change the political game much? Yes, independent candidates now can stand in elections. It's, there's a platform, there's access, but that access will come with certain criteria, many reasons. It uh, comes with a monetary deposit to stand. Does this make then democracy or the, or the principle of standing in, in representative government, does it make it easier at all? Uh, for ordinary citizens, bar them not belonging to a political party? Yes, indeed. It is a big game changer because it makes available the right that has always been there because we know that uh, the right to vote and the right to stand for public office is for citizens, it's for individuals. You can choose to use a political party as a vehicle to take you there, but the right still vests with the individual. And of course, it's a game changer because now in the national parliament, out of the 400 seats that we have, a significant number will now uh, be MPs who take on their seats uh, without any political party affiliation. Because in simple terms, you need just under 40,000 votes to get a seat in parliament. So if you can reach out, to the voters and the voters' role. Uh, we know now we've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook. In other words, you can communicate with people that you share interest with and they vote for you. 40,000 votes can get you a seat in national parliament. But this would also mean rewriting or changing our, our electoral system. Currently, we have a proportionate uh, representativity system where, where uh, votes are then, uh, or seats are allocated, determined uh, by the number of votes a party collects uh, nationally. And there's obviously very, very intricate calculations that go from uh, province to nationalist and national to nationalist. Now we're probably going to have to look at a, a mixed system, one that looks after constituencies as well as uh, those uh, PR systems. Uh, isn't this going to cause a heck of a, of, a, of a nightmare, not only for the legislators who are going to have to craft those laws, but also for our census takers, our people involved in our demarcation boards, trying to, to map out where exactly, exactly a constituency will fall? Not at all. We don't need to go that far. All we need uh, is a system that says, as an individual, you can register to contest an election with an IEC, and when you meet the, the, pres- the prescribed uh, criteria in terms of you must be a South African citizen, you must, be, you must have a, a petition signed by people who are on the voters' roll, 
whatever minimum number 300 or 400 pay the deposit so in other words in other words it's not going to be anything new we take what we have at a local government level we know that there are the award candidates would have no political party affiliation we graduate that to make it possible for you to contest at provincial and national level that's all you need we don't need a constituent system we just need a number of votes a threshold that will if we can achieve it will put you in parliament because here is the story we are used to to, to this system uh, not, not so much that we are used but uh, south africans some of them wanted to get into parliament they were straight jacketed by this system of having to form a political party and they were voted on the basis of their faces their personalities take patricia delil take temba godi take Rajbansi or Ram- Mampele Rampele. Some people didn't even know what party they stood for. They just knew the face. So those citizens were forced to form political parties just because this option was not available. And so now that it is available, we will then see more faces taking on the streets and contesting elections. I was going to get to that point on that uh, we already allow, our, 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 the Electoral Act already allows um, independent candidates to run on a municipal level. There are a few uh, independent candidates or P- independent councils here in our Cape Town City Council. Do people not know this or is for them the pinnacle of politics at national level in my opinion you have far more direct input and and to the uh, uh to the needs and the voice of the people on the ground why would why would people want to go represent at national level rather is it for the platform is it for the perks is it the salary or just to say you are a member of the south african parliament well it's because democracy is enriched when we have a number of voices uh, represented in our political landscape. A a candidate who contests as an independent is likely to raise issues for political debate in in their manifestos, which political parties may choose to avoid for their own convenience. So when you have somebody who has no political party affiliation, they will raise those issues without being constrained by a political party. Similarly, those who manage to get enough votes to get seats in the provincial and national legislature, in the making of laws, they will be able to carry on that voice without being uh, constrained by political parties. So what does that do for a voter? It expands and, and broadens the choice because there are some people who didn't vote in the last two or three elections just because on the menu, on the ballot paper, the political parties that appeared didn't speak to their interests. The interests were not aligned. So when you have independent candidates who speak to your heart, then you get appetized to vote. So we are likely to see more voters voting and thus giving uh, dignity and and. Uh, legitimacy to our democracy. And we've seen single-issue constituency-powered political parties 
actually perform in Parliament, the uh, AIC, the African Independent Congress, in the elections of what year? When in 1990, uh, 2014, they many people would argue snuck into Parliament because the uh, colours are very similar to the ANC. They were one section below the ANC. Uh, people argued that people were confused by the colours, but in all respects to the AIC, they represented their constituency of Matatiel in the Eastern Cape. And the uh, confusion of whether that particular area uh, belongs in the, in the, in KZN or the Eastern Cape. And throughout their time in Parliament, whether it is a debate on the fiscal structure of the budget or whether it was a, a, a debate over dams, they would always bring it back to the people of Matatiel. And surprisingly, in 2019, they came back to the National Assembly. And I think it's because they had pressed that single issue, constituency issue of the people of Matatiel. They, they stuck to their guns. They stuck to that, uh, to the, that policy and that message. And the people of Matatiel and the Eastern Cape again rewarded them with another two seats in, in, in Parliament. So constituency based single issue politics in the National Assembly can work. Yes, it can work. And uh, I heard you uh, tell the story about uh, that is linked to the ballot paper and how they they were placed, that party. But uh, there's also a, a dense side of the story as well, which says, how did that party come about? It's because the political party went to conduct uh, public hearings uh, when parliament went there to ask which province do you want to fall under, Matatia? Then uh, the people said one thing, and in parliament, the party voted for something else. The same story in Vunani, the same story in Merafong, Bushpark Ridge. So there is a place where there's a divergence of views, where the politicians who are party members pay allegiance to the party instead of the constituency on the ground. And that is how this party uh, got its, um, its its vote. I mean, uh, uh, in fact, that party was the, the residents' association. They were forced to form this party uh, in order to have the seat in the national parliament. Had there been no uh, uh, framework that says you can't go as an independent candidate, they would have just voted in um, their, 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 their independent candidate to go and represent them. So, yes. Those issues are best represented by people who come from from their party, and we're going to see more of that. But also we can look at a municipal level. In the last municipal elections, we've seen coalition where there is no single party that gets a majority of votes, no more than 51%. So what does that force the party to do? Is to form alliances and coalitions with other parties, and small parties and independent candidates have had a powerful voice to tilt the scale in such municipalities. But again, in places like uh, Nelson Mandela Metro in Port Elizabeth, because of the party rigidity, the DA there, UDM and others, they have not been able to run an efficient government. Uh, so what does this tell us? It tells us the more independence we have, 
uh, the more we are likely to see these coalitions working because out. Because those MPs, those councillors have to stick to a particular party line and not necessarily vote and be swayed unconscious, but rather on what the party dictates to them. But just finally, the, 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 among the criteria of being a South African citizen, about being a South African in good standing, of course, if you don't have a, a criminal rec- criminal record and you hadn't been uh, given a suspended uh, a s- a sentence, uh, there's above that, there's also the deposit that you would have to pay to the IEC. Obviously, we don't know how much that would cost yet for an independent candidate uh, running for the National Assembly or Provincial Parliament. But does this not put it out of the reach of the of the community worker, the grassroots worker, and that only people with access to money, access to connections, access to funds will be able to firstly pay for that deposit and then secondly run a, a, a political election campaign which is essentially run on money? I don't think so. Uh, first of all, we have seen this work at municipal level for 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 ward candidates who are independent. They manage to pay the deposit and they go on to contest. So we can we can expect that what is going to be required to contest by way of a deposit to contest provincial and national elections is not going to be uh, that much different in terms of the amount. Uh, in order for one to contest. Because remember, you pay for the seat that you want to contest. So if it is set at provincial level, that's the amount you pay. And then so is at national level. So I don't think it will be onerous because, in fact, it's not supposed to be onerous. But let's go to the issue of the campaign. Look now, in the next election, the the profile of the voter is going to be a, 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 a voter born after 2000 in the majority. AMA 2000, the Z generation, they, we are likely to have technology playing a huge role in terms of how we campaign and how we vote. So to the extent that uh, I, I'm, I'm going on to venture that uh, we're going to be using our smartphones and we're, we're going to have a digital ballot paper to be able to vote. So it also means there will be no need for rallies where you have to amass a lot of people. You draft your poster send it by SMS or other, I'm sorry, uh, WhatsApp and other social media platforms to put it up on your Instagram, your followers as an influencer this time are going to see that. So the digital divide is going to be mm. taken away. You'll be able to reach out to your followers. And so the campaigning and the process of seeking support is, not to, is going to differ very much in the conventional way that we know it before 2020. Nkosi Kulule Nyembezi, the researcher, policy analyst, thanks so much. Really, really appreciate your time.